Welcome to Starkey Soundbites. I'm your host, Dave Fabry, Starkey's Chief Innovation Officer. Our guest today is Torsten Quas, Starkey's Vice President of European Sales. Torsten is based in Germany, where Evolve AI was introduced earlier this spring. He joins us virtually from across the pond to talk about his many years in the hearing industry uh, have influenced his, Starkey's business and also the way that new technology is being received around the globe. Torsten, thanks for joining us with Starkey Soundbites today. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to meet you again and uh, happy to talk with you. Yeah, it's been a couple years, I think, since uh, uh, COVID had other plans with uh, some of the meetings that I typically get to see you face-to-face. But, uh, but it's good to see you at least on the screen, and um, we'll look forward to hopefully interacting in person uh, sometime this summer, I think, when you'll be coming our way. Totally. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, uh, it. it's good to have this opportunity on the camera, but it's a uh, still missing point to meet personal, right? It is indeed. And um, yeah. and on the camera for me, I always say I have a face for radio. So uh, I'll, I could, yeah. you know, for those listening, you're not uh, having to see uh, the camera view of Torsten and I. But, um, you know, I want to begin uh, with talking a little bit about your uh, joining the hearing industry. How did you decide to go into this discipline and how did you find Starkey? And, and just talk a little bit about that journey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy to share this. It's, uh, to be honest, it was really, I was looking for a job when I finished the army and I, my, my, my Education came from being a radio TV technician. Mm, okay. And Starkey was looking for a job and uh, for for a, a person to repair hearing aids. Mm. And I was looking for a job. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, uh, I thought hearing aid cannot be so hard to repair as a TV technician. Mm-hmm. And it was in 1986, so 36 years ago. Wow. And, uh, so, and in 86, uh, the hearing aids were analog. So exactly. they all had a microphone, a receiver, some sort of circuitry, and a power supply, but they weren't nearly as sophisticated as what we see today. Exactly. And that, you know, it was a three-transistor hearing mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, CR, FDR, I mean, this kind of circuit boards. And it was technology really basic and easy to work, but the 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 complexity was in repairing hearing aids without feedback mm-hmm. get the mm-hmm. receiver in and the microphone in and mm-hmm. then have no feedback and uh that was a time when starkey starts with custom products in germany yeah i was going to say in the late 80s was probably on that time when when custom devices were really growing uh, quite a lot it was a huge growth rate and that you know when i joined starkey we had a lot of repairs to uh, to deal with, and sure. uh, I learned that by the hard way, really mm-hmm. to get used to repair, and you know, and find out the the difficulty of repairing in the ear custom products without having a feedback canceller. Yeah, yeah. At the so, time, there uh, there was they were analog devices, and a feedback canceller yeah. at that time was just a high cut, uh, you know, that just that reduced the high frequencies. Yeah, or you have to grinding out the shell and yeah. make the more room for the receiver. But there was a lot of creativity. Mm-hmm. And when I started this as a repair tech, you know, and after the first week, I really 
get this very quickly that uh, this is a really interesting job because, you know, people need a hearing aid, needs a product, and the challenge was to make it work for them. Yeah. And uh, that was kind of a really fantastic way to talk to the customers and understand their challenges and try to help them. And some hearing aids, it took me two hours to get it visual free, say, without mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was a kind of really interesting uh, starting point. Well, and I think for for a, a, a young German man at that time, and when you think about, I know you're a, you're a car fan, and when you think about German Germany's reputation for you know manufacturing um, something that you can make with very precise tolerances that are conforming the same product all the time, making a custom product must have been quite a, a challenge because people maybe don't realize that on these small custom devices that were really growing in popularity during that time, every ear is different. And the way that the microphone, the circuits, the battery, the receiver uh, are placed in that small device in order to make them as small as possible is different. And so sort of a different process than probably what you'd um, grown up in in the military and also yeah. experienced uh, in terms of just repeating the same thing for everybody. Yes, there was, uh, you know, that was a, you know, it was a great challenge every day with some, you got some new challenges with some new uh, hearing aids coming in and, and built, uh, someone wants it smaller, someone wants it more gain, more, more amplification. So that was a, a really interesting and, and, and good starting point to learn more about uh, how, you know, how individual a hearing aid is for individual patients. Every mm-hmm. year it's different, as you said. And it was really, really uh, a, a good starting point to learn more about it because I never heard anything about hearing aids at this time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when we said, okay, we have a huge backlog and try to uh, serve them better. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it was the first day was starting over 12 hours working because we had so mm-hmm. much repairs to do. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, everyone needed it. Yeah. So get it done. So that was it. That was really- your baptism by fire. And so uh, your story is not an unfamiliar one around Starkey, where you began kind of in the proverbial mail room, repairing devices, if you will. And now, yeah. 36 years later, you're, yeah. um, you know, the president, vice president of European sales. So that growth trajectory over those years, and, and really, I know that you wore a lot of different hats over oh, yeah. that time. Yeah, that was, uh, uh, you know, when we say this in 1986, and we started with custom products, and then we, we, the market exploded on, 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 you know, everyone wants to have an in-the-year hearing aid, and, uh, there was a huge market and it was, uh, Stargate was growing so fast. Mm-hmm. So we had a new building and I became production manager and we grow from 30 people to 240 people in four years. In four years, have, from 30 to 240. Have, yeah, remarkable. You're gonna have to train. Yeah. And you're gonna have to change the, the manufacturing process. So when I look back over the 36 years, I. You know, I, I, I get always uh, new jobs, new hats, new challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, really interesting to develop uh, personally mm-hmm. uh, with 
new jobs and new new uh, tasks you're going to have to do. You have to learn a lot of new things. So uh, interesting journey, I have to say. Yeah, and when you when you came on board, as we said in those that that late 1980s, continuing into the 90s, really Starkey, um, their growth, that remarkable growth that you just highlighted, was really because we were uh, developing uh, uh, smaller, uh, high performance custom devices when the market at the time was predominantly behind the ear devices. And so, uh, what other changes other than that? Uh, sort of uh, growth in the custom area. What other technology changes um, have have really stuck out in your mind as been the most significant ones over this thirty six year journey? Yeah, if you you know if you go back to the uh, when the custom were growing, uh, there was always some uh, peaks in the industry uh, leading some growth as well with new products and. I remember very good when we came out with the first IIC. Uh, the invisible uh, in the canal product. So invisible in the canal product, exactly. And that was uh, uh, 2010, I believe, right around there, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that. I, but this is there was uh, a, another uh, big step, and then mm-hmm. of course before starting with the digital programming and yeah. and, and things like that, but. I think the next big game changer was the uh, feedback management, yeah. the feedback canceller. Yeah. Uh, when we came, uh, I think the fam- product family was a destiny. Yeah, so somewhere around between 2005, 2007, yeah. somewhere in yeah. there was when, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, when destiny really yeah. was a game changer because of that feedback cancellation algorithm. and and. What were the reasons that you say that that sticks out in your mind? Why why was that a big deal? Well, it was a it was a big deal because uh, the hearing hearing aids has been always associated with you know a feedback or feedback whistling mm-hmm. and challenges and mm-hmm. you know you know take the phone there you can you know there was a lot of you know eyeglasses or wearing a hat or something uh, power. With a little bit more power, it's got difficult to get this free of whistling. So, this you know provides a lot of new opportunities, uh, and also um, you know re- take away this kind of you know talking about hearing aids or whistling. Uh, you, yeah. you know, if something beeping, yep. someone say, "Well, you get it. It's your hearing aid, right?" So this goes away. So it's really. I would say it really became a new um, good uh, advantage uh, for the hearing aids itself. So that the hearing aids, it's really become, you know, much better technology, sound quality, et cetera. Yeah, I think you're right. For for younger professionals who might be listening to this, they kind of yeah. take for granted these days that if you cup your hand over the, your, your ear, you might hear a little bit of feedback, but it's quickly squelched and reduced. That yeah. in the old days, I, I think the points you make are very important ones. In the old days, number one, stigma was also associated with that person wearing a hearing aid and it was just sort of faintly whistling or if they went to give a hug or anything like that and it whistled. And that stigmatized the use of hearing aids for many people as something that they really didn't see as a desirable um, yeah. uh, product. And and so I think 
in those early days, in the mid-2000s, when we started to have digitally programmable devices and the first digital devices you know, that, that were getting well-developed, feedback cancellation still was sort of uh, gain reducing the high frequencies was the way that feedback was uh, uh, prevented rather than truly canceling that energy without having to affect the high frequency audibility. And then the other way you mentioned already, IICs, the invisible in the canals, became possible because now what plagued you when you were there in the early 80s, feedback by separating the microphone and the receiver from each other, didn't really allow those small IICs to be developed to uh, to function in someone's ear with anything more than just a very mild degree of hearing loss. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, I put it this way, this made the feedback canceller make the, the, the hearing aid less noticeable as the same thing for other people say, uh, the same thing, the invisible hearing aids doesn't show or doesn't make it noticeable to others because this is always something the 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 people they they don't want to you know really have a hearing aid they want to have a better hearing right yeah and and this what you know uh helps a lot and this kind of uh um you know development of technology uh to make the hearing aid much more sophisticated and, and attractive to people too yeah, and then I would argue that introduction of the feedback cancellation algorithm on the Destiny series in the mid-O's, let's say mid-2000s, yeah. um, led to uh, the development of a product called Zone and really yeah. this explosion of receiver-in-the-canal devices that for the first time prevented, uh, you know, as an audiologist who was working at that time and really sharing this journey with you, but on the professional and service and delivery side, the first words out of my mouth often had to be when fitting a new patient with hearing aids for the first time, well, you'll get used to the sound of your own voice because yeah. it, people always complain that they sounded like they were talking in a barrel if we had to plug their ears. And that feedback cancellation really opened the door for receiver in the canals and, and uh, behind the ear devices, as well as those small invisible in the canal devices to be able to be delivered, particularly with the open, a big vent uh, without yeah. having feedback as the result. And, and that really opened up endless opportunities and possibilities for the products that we see today that still provide a pretty natural uh, voice sound quality for my own voice when I'm wearing devices. Yeah, totally. It's uh, you know, it's a change the opportunities and uh, for open fittings and as you said, high frequency for better audibility. I'm you you're a better expert to be honest uh, on audiologic, but uh, the the high frequency for audibility is very important. And was a Rick uh, in the canal receiver uh, mm -hmm. was a Rick product. Mm -hmm. It was a big improvement for uh, these hearing aids because then it becomes a design feature. So it was as though we had a new design. And uh, by the way, the, 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 the very impactful and, 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 and um, show we had was when you put the zone in a water glass, yeah. you know, with water, yeah. that was completely sealed. Yeah. So it was water protection. And uh, that was a kind of uh, very, very good uh, way to see that you know not only the improvements was a hearing in canal also the design improvement so the hearing aid became more tr attractive from design point of view as well when you see this 
um, on your hand, right? For sure. And now, you know, I don't think there's any argument that uh, hearing aid technology is a high technology industry. And, you know, Starkey, of course, is a global uh, manufacturer of hearing instruments. But yeah. with regards to the European market, and, you know, and I think we look around the world and, and certainly there are similarities around the world. Uh, you know, we want every, everyone who has a hearing loss wants to be able to hear in quiet and noisy listening environments and uh, wants to now uh, be able to connect to their smartphone. But uh, also there are regional differences. And so when you look at the European market, which you're responsible for, ultimately, um, yeah. that what would you say are the, the table stakes or the expectations from those European countries? And I know if we go more granular, we can even look at differences across those countries. But what would you say are the, are the key drivers for um, expectations from hearing aid users today? Yeah, when you, when you look at, you know, from the hearing aid user point of view, it's really sound quality. Mm -hmm. So sound quality, it's very important to get a natural sound and get a, um, you know, easy to use. Connectivity becomes a big point as well. I mean, uh, because of everyone have a cell phone, it's how yeah. easy is that? And you, you want to get connected to the cell phone and not take it to the ear. You can have it in your pocket and uh, take the phone call directly. So this makes it, everything makes it more comfortable. And, and I believe that um, when you look at um, the European landscape saying, well, that we have a little bit more portion of um, small and, 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 uh, small and invisible um, desire in Italy and France, mm -hmm. but also um, a lot of um, uh, changes, for example, in the last year when we have the pandemic with all the masks and everyone wants to have a custom product or India product because it's much more comfortable to wear than having a mask and then a behind the ear product. Yes. So there is there's a lot of uh needs for all styles i would say and all styles today carry a lot of amazing technology and it's not just you know the feedback it's done i would say we have very robust uh mm -hmm. feedback manager. now we're going to focus on on sound quality and and sound and noisy environment which is the most challenging yeah environment for hearing uh, people with uh, hearing uh, impaired people. So I believe that uh, to focus on uh, comfortable hearing and a noisy environment and with directional and all the features or the function we can add through the wireless capability like the, um, the great thing about the, the microphone the external microphone the, the mobile yeah uh, we have whether it's a remote microphone or table mic when hearing aids alone aren't enough you know in those noisy environments that remote mic is really a game changer it makes it it's totally it's you know you can even hear better than if you don't have a hearing loss was this device right yeah. because yeah. In, in a really noisy environment it's 
it's it's really 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 beneficial and uh yeah i always I say that for, to the degree that the hearing loss allows that remote mic or the table mic really provides uh, a, a superpower to almost enable, enable augmented reality beyond what their normal hearing counterparts may be able to experience in that same noisy environment. That's remarkable to think about since you know yeah. the past 30 years. Especially when you go in a restaurant in the U.S., which is always- Always noisy. Very loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very noisy. Yeah. So that, that means you, know, you can have uh, much more uh, you know, comfortable discussion and, and, and talk and, and listen. And it's it's really, you know, we, we're saying about, you know, effortless listening and, you know, effortless connection and better sound quality. Mm -hmm. I think this this makes a hearing aid much more um, attractive to, to many people. And if you look at, if you look at the Eurotrack data, I mean, the EMA tracks the data mm -hmm. around the world. And if you look at every country you see the the acceptance rate and and the sound quality sticks out. It's getting the satisfaction level of patients increase dramatically. Yeah, I mean, when we look at market track in the U.S., the satisfaction with hearing aids today is in the high 80, 80 some percent. Is that comparable to Europe? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and it's 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 huge improvements oh year over year. And I I believe it's if you look at the technology we use today, it's really uh, a game changer, you know, and it's getting accelerating. So yeah. the development cycles are shorter and, and, and new technologies coming in place, which we never thought about this. Yeah. Uh, look at the connectivity. I yeah. mean, today we can build the little antenna in the custom product. Yeah, in the now small custom products, and and, right. and we have rechargeable batteries and yeah. uh, that direct connection. You know, we you talked about that Evolve AI has begun to be introduced in various European nations, and uh, I think it's been uh, very well received in those countries that where it's been launched and are yeah. being launched. And and a yeah. large part of this, as you said, is that selection of of not having one size fits fits all or most and really being able to deliver those small IICs up to a power beat a behind the ear device that can meet the needs of any hearing loss for any form factor those small custom and the larger uh, a powerful uh, over the ear devices with accessories that directly uh, connect via uh, bluetooth between the hearing aid and the accessory and then as you mentioned, that that expectation that regardless of whether someone uses an Android phone or an iPhone, they want the connectivity, and and we're we're really pleased to say that Starkey in the Bluetooth Low Energy, which we know is the future for Bluetooth wireless connectivity uh, between hearing aids and phones, we now are compatible with 48 Android uh, devices. And, um, and and virtually every uh, Apple device of the latest generation ones. Yeah, I can you know uh, I I can not more agree. It's I think the connectivity it plays a big role, and also I want to say that the if you look, talk about the evolved product line, yeah, the, the sound quality sticks out. Yeah, customers saying, patients saying to customers, wow, that's a different. 
We don't ask for it. They just saying it's different. Yeah, it's coming in, in the patients that I still work with patients too, as you know, and, and um, spontaneously. And, and the interesting thing for me is that they're saying other voices are crisper and yeah. my voice is more natural. So it's coming really that what I'm hearing from the patients who, and I work with very challenging patients because my expectation is they're going to be brutally honest with me because I, I require that of them. And they're spontaneously saying they're hearing other voices more clearly and they also feel their own voice is much more natural. Are you hearing that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And, and you know, you, I, I'm sure you can explain this better. Why does that happen? Uh, but, you know, I just take it and say, well, thank you. That's just exactly what we're looking for <laughs> to make you happy. And uh, it's, 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 it's one of the biggest success. So I, I can tell you it's, you know, uh, in some kind of, we, we just double uh, our business in wow. short term. Wow. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's really great to see. But the other thing is, which is very important, what I want to point out, if you if you look at the new technology, and you, you already said this, but we have a wide range of products. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter what style you like to have, what it's the best fit for you, you can get all technology and all price points for your need. Yeah. You don't have to stick with one order technology or family in a different way. You can really... Um, uh, use the evolved product line in all styles, and 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 this is uh, just great because the sound quality is in all products, uh, just great. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because we're particularly proud. Uh, the feature uh, you mentioned earlier, um, one of the ways that we adapted uh, using artificial intelligence and user engagement, really, when we launched Livio Edge AI was to incorporate a feature called Edge Mode, where the individual could go into a challenging environment and double tap and, or, and now press a button in the app. And um, an acoustic scan is conducted of the environment and the noises and the, the talker of interest and it provides additional audibility. One of the things that we did when we were together back in the beginning of 2020 and we launched uh, Livio Edge AI uh, was to say, use this in, in noisy listening environments. That was the example we gave. And, and little did we know how beneficial it would be when you alluded to not only hearing aid users wearing masks and finding the benefits of custom style, but now encountering other people wearing masks and edge yeah. mode really um, uh, provided additional speech audibility, which helped provide more clarity in those very challenging uh, listening situations presented by COVID-19 during the pandemic. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I, I totally agree. And then if you look at the technology we use today with artificial intelligence and what you can do with the hearing devices, not just a hearing device, it's a healthy device was, mm -hmm. you know, you can you know really track your your body score and and, and brain score. We we know that's connected to uh, your brain because you hear not just with the ears, with you know with your brain as well needs to be stimulated and 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 the you know and I see that you know patients using hearing aid longer time and and you know it's I. I strongly believe this is going to be very supportive for the overall health and, and health of hearing. And, and it's, I think 
the the artificial intelligence it's the next milestone we put in place mm -hmm. as a kind of a game changer which sometimes needs a little bit time to receive and understood how beneficial this is for the future and how to use it but if you look at the fall detection what a great feature yeah and now we offer that as you already mentioned in yeah. uh, it started out as just in the premium tiers but falls the emotional and 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 monetary cost of falls to society the societal cost of falls is enormous and it shouldn't be limited to only those patients who can afford the top yeah. end hearing aids and so we've been really pleased to deliver that down fall detection has probably been one of those features really that employs those sensors that can not only measure your physical activity for walking or exercise or standing, but if you're wearing your devices and happen to suffer a fall, it can alert up to three individuals via a text message, even show them on a map where you were when you fell. And that has provided a lot of peace of mind for family members, even professional caregivers, both yeah. in North America and in Europe, I know, because I've, we've talked about some of the response that you've heard from that fall detection algorithm. Yeah, I, I, I think that is a great benefit. And that's why I'm saying it's the, the hearing aid today, they, they become a multiple uh, a functional device, which, you know, I like to repeat what Bill Austin always saying, mm -hmm. we're connecting people. Yeah. Yeah. And we're connecting people, not just through better hearing, we're connecting people with the newest technology we have available today. Mm -hmm. It's all the social media thing. You know, you can talk in your phone and you've got a transcription mode mm -hmm. and you can you can easy talk with your lots of friends or uh, on, on, on WhatsApp or or on the phone and, and, and video conferencing. That's a lot of things which makes life much more valuable. Absolutely, I and now that we're, we're emerging, hopefully, um, you know, out of the pandemic and um, people are going out and, and being in those social situations before, we'll take care of them with regards to the directional microphones on the hearing aid and the sound processing in noisy environments. Edge mode can help in those challenging listening situations. The table mic can assist with um, those really challenging noisy situations, as you alluded to. But really, it's this social engagement piece that we can display in the app so that the more people wear the hearing aids and the more they're in these social environments again, the more benefit they're receiving and really helping to stave off and again, I don't want to overstep, but the correlations that we've seen with cognition and the loss of, uh, of cognitive function, as well as social isolation, depression. I think all of us have had, uh, you know, two years to sort of experience that loneliness uh, that people with untreated hearing loss feel. And I think delivering that across a greater range of uh, pricing tiers is really important because we want to be able to try to help everybody on that journey to health and wellness. I totally, totally agree. And uh, we talked about game changers, technology. Mm -hmm. One thing I want to point out, it's rechargeable. Yeah. Rechargeable, it's, you know, we when we look at the market in Europe, we have roughly different, a little bit different in each market, but 67, 70% 
rechargeables. And that's only really been in the last few years. It's been phenomenal growth last, of the rechargeable. Yeah. It's going fast. But here's our strengths again. If you look at the custom India products, yeah. Stark really leads away and yeah. put this rechargeable technology with a custom CIC device. This is incredible successful. Yeah, and with the expectation that they can use the, the devices all day and even yeah. streaming as we all have been streaming more, uh, they can use the devices for you know 20 hours a day on even those small custom devices without having to recharge. And, and that is really nothing short of remarkable. Yeah, and easy to use. You yeah. just put it with magnetic in this little case and it works. So. Well, and, and before we pat ourselves on the back too much, I mean, we still have work to do in the sense that the adoption rate for those who have hearing loss and choose to use amplification in North America is only about a third of the population. So in Europe, I believe it, it depends on the country, but, it, but it's a little bit higher than that because some of the countries have a social benefit for amplification where outside of their taxation structure, they don't have to pay for devices. But what is the adoption rate in, in uh, the EU overall? I don't have a overall in the EU but I, what is it in the U.S. right now? It's Around 34%, one in three, give or take. Yeah, it's pretty close, I would is say. Is it? Okay, yeah. I know in some of those northern European countries, it's a little higher, maybe 41. It's 40%, it's 40% if you look at the Denmark or, or Norway. Mm -hmm. But there's a different system that yeah. uh, the reimbursement, uh, it's not a reimbursement, it's really an NHS-driven system so that yeah. the patients... National Health there. System, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's it's a, it's a way higher adoption rate, but yeah. Germany, France is pretty much equal, and Italy, and, and the UK have another national health system in the private market, so it's a little yeah. different. But everywhere, the good thing and the good takeaway is that you can see the adoption rate, it's going to increase. Mm -hmm. With the satisfaction rate, and, uh, you know, we have a lot more to say about the hear hearing aids and, and the benefits of the hearing aids. I think this is really driving, uh, you know, uh, the growth in, 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 in Europe. And if you look at Europe, do, the markets are growing overall in Europe every year, seven, six, seven percent. So it's, it's, it's really strong. Yeah. And, 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 and I think, you know, the, this issue of... Uh, regardless of where we go around the world, showing that stigma is still an issue. I mean, even when we improve and we continue to prove, improve accessibility and affordability, the reality is, is no matter where you are in the world, about half the people or less are doing something about it. And I think, as you said, we're trying to continue to improve the sound quality and speech intelligibility, as well as expanding into this health and wellness area to destigmatize the use of hearing aids and 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 the destigmatize hearing loss. You talked about the remote microphone as a way of allowing hearing aid users to actually outperform their normal yeah. hearing counterparts. But how in 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 which markets um, uh, that that you're responsible for do you see that stigma still is strongest and and how are we making inroads to that? Well, if if I would say. I think uh, the stigma, it's not in one particular market the strongest. It's pretty much the same 
in, in France and Germany. Um, but I want to say, if, if you look at the stigma, how we can overcome the stigma, I yep. want to talk about this a little bit because yep. you can make so much marketing and so much um, presentation and everything, but the best thing to overcome the stigma, it's really when patients starts talking to other people about how good the hearing aids are. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm saying, think about it. every person they get a new hearing aid would bring another needs a hearing aid. Mm -hmm. The world market would be double yeah. quickly. Yeah. And, and I think uh, as much more satisfaction we get with the patients and they experience the benefit and they talk to others to get a hearing aid because the new technology is so much better. Mm -hmm. That would overcome the stigma big time. Because yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just interject briefly. It's like with my parents, they were wor more worried about people seeing a hearing aid and thinking that they were older. My generation, I say, I don't care as much about the stigma, but I have want I want I want small devices I want them to be connected and I want them to do all of the things we've been talking about so we can overcome that stigma by providing all of these additional features yeah exactly and I what when people ask me about stigma and the same you do I mean uh, I say I have one answer which uh, I use all the time a hearing yeah, hearing loss or non-treated hearing loss, it's much more visible than any hearing aid we have. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely true. I mean, uh, there was the, the, the advocacy group in the States that would say, your hearing loss is more conspicuous than your hearing aid, no matter what size it is. I couldn't agree more. Exactly. And I, and I believe this, this level of stress people have with hard of hearing, I mean, it's, it's much more than using a hearing aid. So you yeah. can have a much better life. Yeah. Well, now, you know, as we said, you're responsible for um, the European market. Um, you started, as you alluded earlier, in Germany. Um, uh, some Americans might not be aware that the, the biggest industry event uh, uh, that occurs each year, you know, obviously we've had a pause, we've been virtual the last couple years, but I'll hopefully look forward to seeing you this fall at what used to be known as the German Congress and now is the European Congress. Um, and, and you've been certainly intimately involved in, in that Congress. Are they planning a hybrid or face-to-face -face for this fall, at least as we well, know we, it right now? Yeah, we had a, we had a uh, small face-to-face, -face, yeah. We had a face-to-face -face, uh, event. Last year, yeah. And uh, we, we will have uh, I believe a plan, an event uh, next time as well on face to face, and mm -hmm. people are looking forward to um, you know get back to some some sort of normality. Say, yeah. uh, and I think it's important to um, get interactive uh, with customers, meeting customers, talking about new new technology, listen what they need, what 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 they hear from patients, and what we can do to help them and 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 you know get a better understanding what the market looks like and i i, I as you said the the uhar the european hearing aid uh congress say it's it's really international it That's, really is yeah oh, a thousand people coming there i mean this is huge event and uh that's not you know it's the majority is from germany that's 
but there's also a, a very big part of international visitors coming, meeting mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that makes this Congress so interesting because there's a lot of interaction and everyone, the key opinion leaders and the owners and, and the employees, everyone is there mm -hmm. and talking each other. There's a lot of sessions, education yeah. programs, yeah. and the industry meetings itself. It's very interesting. So yeah, I can't wait. Um, uh, the last time I was there was in 2019. And for those maybe who've never had the opportunity to visit Europe or visit Germany, um, I did uh, take the time to go to Bonn, Germany, which yeah. uh, is known as the birthplace of Beethoven. And they yeah. have a, a large museum there in Bonn that I was able to go to and see even the ear trumpet that he used because... Uh, as I think most people are aware, uh, Beethoven suffered progressive hearing loss that began in his 20s. And by the time he was in his mid-40s, uh, he was pretty much profoundly uh, deaf. And uh, by the time he wrote his Ninth Symphony, I don't think he could even hear it performed. And so it's, it's kind of interesting to think about uh, that progression of his loss. And even though I know he spent much of his adulthood in, in Vienna, um, that, that his birthplace is in, in Germany and there is a rich heritage of uh, hearing research and uh, hearing technology development. Uh, and I don't think it's a, an entire coincidence that one of the greatest composers uh, in the world um, uh, was, was born uh, in Bonn, not far from where the European uh, Congress often takes place. Yeah, I think you know more about the German history than I do. So I'm gonna have to ask you next time where to go. <laughs> well, I got to study when I come. I, you know, I like to, uh, I like to figure out where I'm going and learn a little bit about that. But um, yeah. I'm learning when I when I read your fa Facebook text what you're all posting. So that I said, oh my God, this person is. Gonna you know, yeah, my my uh, my brain is full of useless trivia, but uh, well, uh, to that end, and and we're almost out of time, and we've been talking about hearing. Uh, I'll quiz you a little bit then on uh, as somebody that's been involved in the hearing aid industry for thirty six years, and and you talked about focusing with um, uh, trying to bring better hearing to patients, but uh, from you as a personal uh, stake. What are um, some of your favorite sounds that you like to hear or that you uh, have gratitude for your ability to hear well? What are your favorite sounds? Favorite sounds? Uh, the Porsche 911. Mm -hmm. just, uh, it's, That's you know, quite melodic. I, I know and I, I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen and know of your car fancy. So that is a good one. Well, the you know... Uh, sound quality, it's really, I mean, music, of course. Yes. But if you go into nature, I, I do a lot of biking right yeah. now. Yeah. That's what I learned when I, in the pandemic. So mm -hmm. I, I use a lot of bike riding and trails. And when you hear some birds and, you know, in a very quiet environment, that's kind of amazing. I think it's really amazing. And I think about, you know, now, Probably the uh, the buzzword of the last couple of years when we're doing calls like these is you're on mute, you know, and, and someone starts to talk and they're muted. And we're all yeah. very quick to jump in and remind people to unmute their microphone. And yet, because hearing loss often is very insidious and develops very slowly, we're often less quick 
to think about and appreciate those sounds that we hear. We like quiet, but we yes. don't want to be in a world where we can't appreciate all of those different sounds. And so I think, you know, for any any individuals listening to this podcast who uh, maybe have noticed during the pandemic when they're encountering people wearing face masks, uh, where they can't lip read as well as they could have, or the sound is softer, or that they've noticed just simply that they're having more difficulty in noisy environments. Getting a hearing test isn't painful, isn't difficult. You can even do it online. And then looking at some of the technologies that you've talked about in the last few minutes here really isn't as threatening maybe as it once was, isn't as challenging. It's still... It's still, we can't fix hearing to be 2020 the way vision um, is uh, restored to normal function. But I would say we're coming a lot closer now every year. And Evolve AI is a great example in comparison to 1986 and with more durable, dependable, and more connected devices than ever. Yeah, I would I would add to this and I totally agree. Uh, well, if even if you cannot restore the normal hearing 100%, uh, but you it's a huge improvement yeah with a hearing aid versus untreated hearing oh, loss yeah. it's a huge improvement what i hear what i can notice uh when when i work with people um uh, and, and i i i get really great response of it just recently fit my mother and mm. well, she never wants to have a hearing aid of course because she always hears good yeah but then i fit with <laughs> a hearing aid and it makes it makes a big difference yeah. Now we can talk on the phone much easier without less stress and enjoy the phone call much more than, you know, repeating or trying to speak louder or things like that. So it's a less, less stress. Oh, that's that's great to hear that that she's recently been fitted and is doing well. And there's nothing that gets more personal than that, than taking the risk to fit your mother, because you're never going to be as good with your family. It's always more challenging when you're fitting family members, because they're going to give you the, the cold, hard facts. And I'm glad that she's doing well. And, 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 and she said, I, I want to have an indivisible. So she gets this custom, rechargeable, fully featured. Oh, well, well, keep me posted on how she does. Any any final words of advice for someone, you know, 36 years really with the same with the same company in different roles, someone considering maybe on the other end of the spectrum just entering into this field. Any bits of advice or wisdom from the vantage point of someone who's been 36 years in this discipline? Yes, I I mean uh, very clearly, I have to say, when you when you when you go into the business, you have a work with a great purpose to help people. And if you look at why 36 years in Starkey, mm -hmm. that's all about people. Mm -hmm. When I look at Starkey at the culture, there was always as always a culture of uh, uh, family, even if it's global big company it's mm -hmm. it's really good i mean we know each other yeah. so long time yeah. and you know it's 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 so much different to work in this environment and and the other part of this you know i started as repair tech production manager managing director a mm -hmm. lot of different roles a lot of changes the job was never uh, the same it was always challenging it was always uh you know 
great to achieve another step and develop yourself. So I cannot say more than that, that, you know, it was a rocket ride. Yep. And you don't ask where to sit. You just hang on and put your seatbelt on. And I'm glad that you've been there for us in Germany and in the European market. And it's just been an absolute pleasure to sit down with you today. And I thank you for taking the time to do so. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy to uh, be part of this uh, podcast and uh, happy to talk to you again. We'll look forward to it next time. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to this episode of Starkey Soundbites. If you enjoyed this conversation, please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. You can also hit subscribe to be sure you don't miss a single episode. See and hear you next time.